Hey everyone, Dr. Michael Carey here, and today we're going to continue our conversation on the revelation of Jesus Christ that was given to the Apostle John concerning the end times. And in this video, I want to start with Revelation 1, verses 9 through 11, which say this, I, John, both your brother and companion, in the tribulation and kingdom and patient endurance of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. Now, in the previous video, we've already established that the seven churches in Asia Minor represent more than the local congregations that John was writing to. In fact, they actually represent the collective body of Christ beginning in John's day all the way to the end of the age, culminating in the rapture of the church and kicking off the lesser three and a half years of the tribulation. As such, the seven churches represent our need to gain a prophetic understanding of the times that we're living in. You know, back in Matthew 24, the disciples asked Jesus, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? To which Jesus replied, take heed that no one deceives you, because as the end of the age approaches, there are going to be false Christs and wars, famines, pestilence, earthquakes, all of which, he says, are the beginning of sorrows. Jesus continues by saying, then great persecution will come for the sake of the gospel as the message of Christ goes into all the world. Now, with that in mind, listen to these statistics that I found. According to a United Nations report from this June 2021, there are more than 41 million people in 43 nations of the world who are teetering on the edge of famine. According to our State Department, there are 10 active wars taking place in the world and eight active military conflicts that are recognized by our government. And there are violent conflicts in 64 countries involving 576 militia groups, not including terrorist organizations like Al-Qaeda. And according to the CDC, the global death toll from COVID has claimed more than 4.6 million people worldwide as of last week. And in a study at Gordon-Conwell's Center for the Study of Global Christianity, there have been over 1.2 million Christians martyred in the past 15 years alone, which sounds a lot like the list that Jesus gave his disciples to identify the sign of his coming and the end of the age. Now, let's go back to our text in Revelation, which says this, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patient endurance of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So as John sets out to write the things that he's being shown by Christ, he reminds us that he was put on the prison island of Patmos because of the religious and political opposition to the true message of the gospel that he was preaching, to the point that he refers to himself 
as a brother and companion in tribulation and the kingdom and the patience of Jesus Christ. Now, what hits me about this is that John is essentially saying that his circumstances, his distress, his imprisonment have only served to strengthen the kingdom of God within him and that regardless of the outward problems that he's facing, that there is a spiritual endurance that has been revealed in his life because he refused to allow his immediate distress or persecution to stop him from seeing Christ. Now, I say that because I believe that there's been a tremendous amount of one-sided teaching on the subject of faith in the body of Christ today. And this one-sided teaching has led a lot of people to believe that if they have enough faith that somehow they become exempt from the problems of life and the circumstances that come our way through this fallen world. Well, according to Hebrews 11, the Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and that through faith the elders obtained a good report. In fact, chapter 11 goes on to tell us that by faith people like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Jacob, and Moses all found favor with God. And that by faith the walls of Jericho fell, by faith Gideon, Samson, David, Samuel, and the prophets subdued kingdoms, they obtained promises, they shut the mouths of lions, they quenched the fire, they became strong, and that they even received their dead raised to life. The problem is that most people never finish the chapter, which tells us that others were tortured, beaten, imprisoned, stoned, sawn in two, killed with the sword, and some were even forced to wander around uh, hiding in deserts and in mountains and in caves. Yet the Bible tells us that all these people were of one faith and that all of them were approved by God because of that faith, regardless of whether they subdued kingdoms or endured persecution. The problem is that a lot of modern Christians allow adversity to affect their spirituality in a negative way. What I'm saying is, is that we need to get a clear picture of the risen Christ in our heart. And like the Apostle John, we have to recognize that there is nothing that can stop us from seeing the glory of God and hearing his voice. Now, let's move on in Revelation 1. In fact, excuse me just a moment while I get a drink. In Revelation 1, beginning in verse 10, it says this, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to his feet, and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and his hair were like white, were white like wool and white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in all of its strength. 
And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Now write the things which you have seen and the things which are and the things which will take place after this. Now, this passage of scripture clearly represents a massive arena of theology and biblical typology, but for the purpose of this video, I want to point out several things that I believe are often overlooked in this text. Years ago, when my daughter was in early grade school, she asked me what Jesus looked like. And I told her that while I've never personally seen the Lord in an open vision, that this passage in Revelation is one of the greatest pictures of Jesus Christ in all the Word of God. I mean, here he is exalted and glorious, exactly like the Old Testament prophets described him, clothed in the imagery of power and wisdom with eyes like fire that can see through all darkness. His voice was like the sound of many waters. In fact, the prophet Daniel described him in a similar way to John as the ancient of days with a face like lightning, eyes like flames, his feet like burnished bronze, and the sound of his voice like a roaring sea. I mean, what an incredible picture of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and I believe that this is incredibly important because Revelation 19.10 tells us that the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So if you want to understand Bible prophecy, if you want to understand the book of Revelation, it's imperative that you see Jesus Christ for who he is because the predominant character in Revelation is not the Antichrist, it's not the beast, it's not the mother of abominations, and it's certainly not the great dragon. The main character of Revelation is Jesus Christ, the ruler of the kings of the earth, the one who searches the heart, the beginning of creation, the son of man, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the rider on a white horse, the bridegroom, and the bright and morning star, because he is the true light that encompasses all things. My point being that the closer we come to the end of this age, the more critical it's going to be 